Hello and welcome to HCI's Regulation and Quality and Safety of Care podcast. I'm Rosemary Pollard, Senior Marketing Executive at HCI, and I'm joined today by Janine Higgins, Director of Quality Information Systems at HCI. In our podcast today, we will be discussing change management and looking at the important role it plays in supporting the success of new technology implementation and adoption within an organisation. And so we'll also have a quick chat about some of the challenges to effective change management. So Janine, thank you for joining us. Could you maybe start by explaining to us I suppose what uh, change management is and why it's important when implementing new technologies um, such as a quality management information system. Absolutely thank you for that Rosemary. So um, I think to begin with it's important to think about change um, generally and what that means to people. So change um, in the context of an organisational way of working is when you change the way that people work. So you might give them new processes to follow or a new computer system to use. Um, And we've all experienced change to the way that we do things. And we know how it feels to be wrong footed um, by something new. So change management is about understanding that most people find change challenging and confusing and sometimes even really unsettling. So good change management practices help people to adjust to the new ways of doing things in a way that makes them feel included and empowered and ready to embrace the new way of doing things. Okay. Um, And so what does good change management look like then, do you think? So once the need for the change has been agreed, and this is really important, um, it's important that, um, you know, whatever it is that's that's changing within the organisation has been discussed uh, and approved. And once it's agreed, you have to build that change on really good foundations. And so good change management involves proper planning, communication. And when you're communicating this out, you need to think about who it affects, who needs to know that this change is coming um, and how are they going to be affected by it. So that communication needs to wrap up, um, you know, a really good picture of what it is that's changing, why it's why it's happening and what it will mean for people uh, when the change comes into place. You also need to think about who your resources are going to be. So who do you need to help make the change happen? Um, you know, you're going to build a project team, presumably, um, and those um, those people are going to be involved in, in implementing that change in your organisation. You also need to think about user involvement. So these are the people who are going to be affected by the change. And it's important to bring them in so they're empowered to engage um, and, you know, really make that change work within your organisation. The next piece, which is really important, is an effective change management process. So as I mentioned there, there should be a clear understanding of the reason for the change and a clear plan on how to implement it. It's important that you involve all of your key stakeholders throughout the process and make sure that you've got adequate resources. And that's not just people, that's also budget um, and time uh, to make that change successful. And of course, you need to monitor that process as you're working through it to ensure that the change is successful. Okay, so you mentioned um, a number of important elements there for good change management. Um, Could you maybe tell us a bit more about what's required for the effective change management process? Absolutely. Um, So an organisation should understand the reason for the change and the impact that it's going to have on stakeholders. So um, that need for change is a really important piece because sometimes, um, you know, you don't, 
you might have a you know a senior member of the organization who can see an opportunity for you know a new piece of software or a new way of doing things, um, but they haven't really kind of got a, a real good understanding or or a way to communicate their understanding of that change out. So it's important that everybody knows what's going on and why it's happening. Also, you need to make sure you have a plan. Now, this is going to look like um, a set of steps that need to be taken to successfully implement the change. And that plan is going to include all of those elements that we we looked at earlier there. So the um, the reason for the change, um, communication, who's involved, what roles they will take uh, in making it happen and so on. And also communication. Communication is so important. And I, I, I know I've mentioned it previously, but it's important that all stakeholders are informed of the change and its implications. So stakeholder involvement ensures that their needs are met and that the change is successful. And the next really important thing is actually implement your change according to your plan. So you go to the trouble of, of putting a plan together. You know who needs to be involved and, and what their roles are going to be. Now you have to follow that plan to implement the change and monitor it to make sure that it's successful. And that will help your stakeholders to feel assured that um, what you've said you were going to do is happening. They'll know what's coming up next and it will give them a degree of comfort in that, in that you know what you're doing. Finally, you need to evaluate the areas identified for improvement to make sure that the change is successful. So if you know that your change is going to improve certain processes, um, then you need to decide what success looks like for you so that when you are implementing that process and monitoring it finally you can measure it against the um, the success standards that you set out for yourself. Okay so there's a lot of work there involved in ensuring effective change management. Um, could you maybe then just tell us a bit about the role of the project team um, and some of their key responsibilities when it comes to change management? Absolutely. Um, I think the really key thing in um, successful change management is identifying someone in the organisation who's going to take the lead. Now, that could be a dedicated project manager or a team leader who understands the need for the change. And it's really important that this person is empowered to determine the approach and oversee its implementation. Because this person and their attitude towards the change will determine how well it's received. So they must believe in it and they must demonstrate their commitment to the wider team. So that team lead or dedicated project manager is absolutely vital um, to ensuring effective change management. Now, within your, your wider stakeholder group, you're going to um, need to look at who's affected by the change. And from within that group, if possible, identify champions from there to embrace the change and drive it from within. So these champions might collectively be represented by a stakeholder manager or a change manager. Um, and if the organisation adopts a train from within approach, they may be involved in delivering training to their colleagues as well. So trainers are, are you know, another role, whether they're champions or dedicated resources. They're really key to ensuring that everyone knows how to put the new ways of working into practice. So those are the kind of three main areas that you need to be thinking about in terms of um, the key responsibilities in terms of your change management. 
Okay, thanks, Janine. We can really see that they all have, I suppose, really important roles to play um, in good change management. Yes. I suppose then on the flip side of, of effective and good change management, then you have poor change management. Um, yeah. Can you maybe tell us a little bit more about what that might look like? So poor change management. Uh, so this is when um, you might have somebody within the organisation who's decided uh, that the organisation needs a new tool or a new process. Um, and they decide to purchase it or implement it without fully exploring why they're doing it, what the need is, or consulting with their colleagues. And so what you might find is that you don't have a plan, or you may have some semblance of a plan, but it's not adequate. It doesn't cover all of the key areas. The proper resources that are actually needed to make the change happen are not in place. There might not be uh, a project team. Uh, there may not be adequate budget to really see through good com communications. Uh, and of course, communication may fail entirely. Um, so that what this means is that there won't be really any clear understanding of the reasons for the change or how to Im implement it. Um, your key stakeholders won't be consulted potentially. Um, and so that means the knock-on effect there is that there won't be any monitoring of the process and people won't know what's going on. And what you're going to find is that your users may resist the change entirely. And, you know, a lot of times the change in those types of circumstances is not successful. So a really good example, and, and I, I love to think about this um, because it's it's quite amusing in some ways, is um, the metrication of the UK. So if you remember, um, the UK used to use the imperial measurements and moved over to metric uh, in 1979. So that's some 40, over 40 years ago. Um, but there's still a mixture of metric and imperial measurements in use. And there's been some studies on why that change failed. And it was found that there was no leadership, there was inadequate funding, and there were no champions and there was a belief that the change would just happen on its own. Uh, and so you've you've got here a really good example of a complete failure in full adoption in full adoption and even hostility and indifference, which persists 40 odd years later. Yeah, that's a, a good example, all right, of how poor change management and how it can have negative consequences. I suppose then just going back to one of your earlier points, you mentioned um, not involving stakeholders as an example of poor change management. Could you maybe elaborate on why this is so important? Yeah, absolutely. So your stakeholders um, are the people who have a stake in what it is that you're doing, which is why we call them stakeholders. Um, and getting their involvement is really essential when, when implementing any new system, um, because when you do that, you ensure that the system meets their needs and therefore is more likely to be successful. Now, you can use those stakeholders to give you really good feedback on the design that you're proposing, and you can use their input to help you identify any potential issues that you might have and identify things that will help to improve the user experience. But the most important um, reason for involving your stakeholders is that you can actually build trust and confidence in the new system. So if you have them on board, you're more likely to have higher adoption rates. Um, and of course, involving your stakeholders can help to ensure that the change is managed 
in an effective and efficient manner because everyone's involved and aware of what's going on. Yeah, that's so important. Um, So if stakeholder involvement isn't actually done appropriately, then what would you say are some of the challenges or consequences of this? So what you might end up with is um, the thing that we all dread uh, when we're implementing projects, and that is stakeholder refusal. Um, So this can be uh, seen in a few different ways. You might find that your users may simply refuse to use your new system or process, or they might just use it for certain tasks because they might just they might have a poor understanding of the new system and its purpose because it hasn't been communicated to them. They weren't involved in its design or um, involved in any of your process mapping sessions. And therefore, without that understanding, they might feel it's too complicated or that it doesn't meet their needs. Now, what this can manifest as is complaining. So your users might complain about the new system and they will talk amongst themselves uh, and, you know, without a good understanding of of what it's supposed to do and what the benefits are, um, you'll end up with negative attitudes and, and low user adoption. The other things that could happen are that the users might ignore the change entirely and continue to use the old ways of doing things and the old system. Um, again, this is because they they don't understand why you've implemented a new process, why it's necessary and what the benefits are of doing it. And as part of that, you might find that your, your users are spreading incorrect information about the new system, uh, which can lead to confusion and resistance amongst other users. And of course, people may not participate in training sessions or fail to follow instructions. Uh, And then that carries on uh, manifesting into a lack of understanding and and low user adoption. So really the key thing with your stakeholder involvement is ensure that everybody knows what's going on, provide them with the information that they need to understand why the change is happening and what it will mean for them. Uh, And then really kind of monitor them and encourage them to see if it's embedding and working properly. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely uh, so important to get them involved. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I say get them involved as early as possible, Janine. Would you think that? Absolutely, definitely. You know, as soon as you know that that something new is happening, um, use it as an opportunity to, you know, get people excited about it. You know, and if you start off from that place of, you know, you know, something really good is coming in, we're just setting up a project team, we're going to be telling you more about it you know, really kind of get that excitement brewing, um, you know, and, and involvement as early on as you can. Yeah, definitely. Um, I suppose then, how do you know when your change management has been effective? So you can measure your adoption rates. So with any kind of new system, you need to, you need to, to make sure that people are using it. It's important that you gather feedback. Uh, Now, when your new ways of working come in, you might have some KPIs included as part of um, your measurements for success. Uh, And you can look at those performance metrics and see uh, if the new way of doing things has improved your, you know, your, your KPIs overall. But really, I think the best way is to observe your teams that are working with the new processes or systems. You know, we've seen that poor change management leads to that refusal to adopt and complaining and hanging on to old processes um, and not really understanding how to do things in the new way. So, you know, in my experience, if you observe your teams once you've implemented the change and they're just getting on with things, 
it's a it's a good sign you know they're not grumbling about it they're just working away uh they know what they're doing um and they're just you know using the new processes i think you will see signs that you could have done things differently if if you haven't used good change management because you'll see some of those other um you know stakeholder refusal issues that we spoke about earlier so I suppose then just to finish up um, the discussion, have you any final words of advice to um, healthcare organisations who are looking, I suppose, to embark on implementing um, a quality management information system or I suppose any other type of uh, technology? I think it's important to remember that implementing any kind of technology is more than just getting a new system and plugging it in and setting it up. You're not um, just working with software or a machine, you're actually transforming people's day-to-day -day working practices. And it's really important that you don't underestimate the impact of change on the people who are affected by it. Because at the end of the day, your staff and your teams are your greatest assets, but they're also your best allies in ensuring that you do things in the best possible way for your organisation and ultimately for the people in your care. Um, but it's important to remember that this will only work if your staff opt in to the new way of doing things. So you need to use your people to understand what they need, what will help them in their day to day duties. And don't overlook the people that you think might be too vocal or too grumpy, because if you can empower them to help you make things better, they're going to be the people that will be your champions. Great. Well, thank you, Janine, for um, that really interesting conversation around good versus bad change management. I hope it gives everyone some food for thought. If anyone has any further questions, um, please feel free to get in touch with HCI. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Rosemary.